0: OUR SCRIPTURE TEXT COMES FROM 1 PETER 4, VERSES 10 AND 11. EACH OF YOU SHOULD USE WHATEVER GIFT YOU HAVE RECEIVED TO SERVE OTHERS AS FAITHFUL STEWARDS OF GOD'S GRACE IN ITS VARIOUS FORMS. IF ANYONE SPEAKS, THEY SHOULD DO SO AS ONE WHO SPEAKS THE VERY WORDS OF GOD. IF ANYONE SERVES, THEY SHOULD DO SO WITH THE STRENGTH GOD PROVIDES. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I'd ask you to join your hearts with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are overjoyed at the opportunity that we have to gather here as your people to sing praises to our King, to celebrate the goodness that you have shown us time and time again. Holy Spirit, guide our hearts and our minds in truth and in love. May we be men, women, boys and girls who are faithful TO CARRY OUT THE MISSION OF THE GOSPEL TO THOSE AROUND US, TO THOSE WHO ARE HURTING, TO THOSE WHO ARE QUESTIONING, TO THOSE WHO ARE DOUBTING. WHATEVER THE CIRCUMSTANCE MIGHT BE, HELP US BE THE HANDS AND FEET OF OUR SAVIOR, WE PRAY. LORD, FOR THOSE WHO ARE STILL RECOVERING FROM A NATURAL DISASTER, whether fire in Hawaii or flooding in California, across the world um, where we see war and um, unrest, we're just asking today that you would bring peace and comfort where only you can. For those who are suffering um, the loss of a loved one, A MOTHER, A WIFE, WE ASK, LORD, THAT YOU WOULD INDEED um, SHOW YOURSELF THROUGH THE BODY OF BELIEVERS, THAT YOU WOULD SURROUND THEM, THAT THEY WOULD SENSE YOUR LOVE, COMFORT THE GRIEVING, WE PRAY, HEAL THE ILL, WE ASK, DO A WORK IN THIS WORLD, WE PRAY. THE GLORY OF OUR KING, WE ASK IT. AMEN. LAST last SUNDAY WE ENDED OUR THEMATIC STUDY THROUGH THE BOOK OF ACTS WITH A CHARGE TO THE CHURCH THAT WE WOULD BE AN ACTS 29 CHURCH, THAT WE WOULD CARRY FORWARD THE MINISTRY OF THE GOSPEL. IN TURN, I MENTIONED HOW OUR MISSION WAS TO LOVE ONE ANOTHER TO LOVE THE METRO EAST AND TO LOVE THE SURROUNDING WORLD LIKE JESUS. SEVERAL TIMES DURING OUR SERIES IN ACTS, I HOPE YOU ALSO HEARD ME SAY THAT MY VISION FOR OUR FELLOWSHIP IS TO BE A WORSHIP PLUS ONE PEOPLE. WE GATHER FOR WORSHIP IN ORDER TO BE EQUIPPED TO SERVE CHRIST AND TO SERVE OTHERS IN AT LEAST ONE TANGIBLE WAY. WHAT WILL YOUR PLUS ONE BE? Nowhere in the New Testament do I read about a church that is programmed for us. I do, however, read about a church that is programmed for gospel ministry. I pray we never lose sight of that. In fact, that's precisely why our short text from 1 Peter ends with doxology. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. THE CALL OF THE CHURCH IS TO GLORIFY THE FATHER BY MAKING JESUS KNOWN. FOR US TO DO THAT, THE LORD HAS EQUIPPED EACH MEMBER OF HIS BODY, THE CHURCH, WITH SPIRITUAL GIFTS FOR THE MINISTRY OF THE GOSPEL. POINT ONE, WE RECEIVE GIFTS FROM GOD. THE TERM GIFT IN GREEK IS LITERALLY CHARISMA. WHICH IS DERIVED FROM THE SAME ROOT FOR THE WORD GRACE, CHARIS. THE WORD CHARISMA IS USED A TOTAL OF 17 TIMES IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, 11 OF THOSE TIMES IT REFERS TO SPIRITUAL GIFTS. THE OTHER TIMES IT IS USED IN REFERENCE TO SALVATION. IS SALVATION A FREE GIFT? OF COURSE IT IS. DID YOU DESERVE SALVATION OR IN SOME WAY HAVE YOU EARNED SALVATION? OF COURSE. YOU HAVEN'T. WE ARE SAVED BY GRACE ALONE, THROUGH FAITH ALONE, IN CHRIST ALONE. UNDERSTANDING THE CONNECTION BETWEEN SALVATION AND SPIRITUAL GIFTS MATTERS A GREAT DEAL. SINCE SATAN CANNOT DESTROY THE GOSPEL, HE WILL TRY TO LIMIT ITS SPREAD IN WHATEVER WAYS HE CAN. AND THAT INCLUDES KEEPING CHRISTIANS ON THE SIDELINES. DO NOT REMAIN ON THE SIDELINES. AN OFF-QUOTED SLOGAN SAYS, WHAT WE ARE IS GOD'S GIFT TO US. WHAT WE MAKE OF OUR LIVES IS OUR GIFTS TO GOD. AND PETER SAYS, EACH MEMBER OF THE BODY HAS RECEIVED A GIFT. THIS MORNING IN OUR CALL TO WORSHIP FROM 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 12, THE APOSTLE Paul. Reminds us that the church is like a body with different parts, our members. It's an important analogy because it teaches us that we cannot do the work of the gospel ministry on our own, but God has redeemed us to work in concert with one another. Deep in the Luray Caves, Caverns of Virginia, stands the console of a unique organ. Ages of seeping water have created thousands of icicles in stone that are called stalactites. They hang from the vaults of these caves. And in 1954, Leland Sprinkle ultimately had wired an array of motorized mallets so that each stalactite could play the correct tone whenever struck from the keyboard of that organ. MANY WHO VISIT THE CAVERNS ARE MESMERIZED BY THE DEEP THROBBING ECHOES OF THESE SINGING ROCKS. HERE'S THE THING, IF SUCH A UNIFIED MELODY CAN BE FOUND SOUNDING OUT IN CALCIUM DEPOSITS, HOW MUCH MORE CAN THE CHURCH ECHO THE PRAISES OF ITS CHRIST? THE MASTER BUILDER HAS GIVEN EACH OF US UNIQUE TONES THAT WE STRIKE TOGETHER IN ORDER TO MAKE JESUS KNOWN. IF WE GET THIS MUCH RIGHT, WE GO A LONG WAY TO BEING THE CHURCH THAT THE LORD WANTS FOR US TO BE. PETER IN FACT SAYS WE BECOME FAITHFUL STEWARDS OF GOD'S GRACE IN VARIOUS FORMS. This means giving lip service to God's enabling grace while trusting in worldly techniques or structures just will not do. We are not called to look to Christian consultants about emerging trends, about how to make the church grow. No, we are to look to one another here in the pews today and ask, how has the Holy Spirit given us abilities for the service of the body and the advancement of Christ's gospel? Quite notably, a steward is an individual entrusted to oversee the household affairs OF A LORD OR MASTER. THINK OF JOSEPH IN THE HOUSE OF Potiphar. WHAT HOUSEHOLD AFFAIRS ARE YOU CALLED TO STEWARD IN THE CHURCH? HOW YOU ANSWER THAT QUESTION IS BETWEEN YOU AND GOD, BUT THE CHURCH HAS NO USELESS MEMBERS. YOU WILL EITHER MANAGE OR MISMANAGE YOUR GIFTS. I WOULD THUS DEFINE A SPIRITUAL GIFT as a divine enablement graciously given to each believer for the purpose of serving the ministries of the church and for making Jesus known. Beloved of God, your giftedness was in no way an afterthought. It is God's plan to save you and to shape you for a specific role in building up his kingdom. THAT IS WHY I ASKED LAURA TO SING FAITHFULLY AND WONDERFULLY MADE THIS MORNING. IT IS A SONG BASED OFF PSALM 139 AND I LOVE THESE LYRICS SO VERY MUCH. THERE'S ELEGANCE IN ALL THAT YOU CREATE, YOUR GRAND DESIGN LEAVE US AMAZED, THE WONDER OF THE WAY WE'VE BEEN MADE, SPEAK OF YOUR POWER AND TELL OF YOUR GRACE. SO WHAT AM I GOING TO DO WITH THIS LIFE YOU GAVE ME? WHAT COULD I DO BUT LIVE FOR YOUR PRAISE? I mean, ISN'T IT WONDERFUL TO HAVE A WORSHIP LEADER AS TALENTED AS LAURA? Amen. I mean, yeah. I can ask her to sing just about anything and she can hear it and beautifully arrange it. She's taken her abilities and she has put them to use for the good of the church. That is what makes her gift a spiritual gift rather than just a worldly talent. And while music appears among spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26, it's never itself listed as a gift. In the same way, you will find hospitality mentioned near a few of the gift list, but it's never included among them. But we get sidetracked whenever we try to specify a precise number of spiritual gifts. Do not let us become sidetracked, but let us locate our gifts and serve the gospel with them. Point two, we receive various gifts from God so that we use our gifts for God. The contrast of two seas in Israel show that an outflow is essential for life. The Sea of Galilee has water flowing not only into it but out of it. Therefore, the lake is fresh, it's useful, it supports life, but the Dead Sea, it has no outlet. It holds in all of the water it receives, and therefore, through evaporation, this lake has become the saltiest in the world, and there is no life in it at all. WE CANNOT BE LIKE THE DEAD SEA. WE MUST BE LIKE THE SEA OF GALILEE. WE MUST ALLOW GOD'S GIFT TO FLOW OUT OF US AND BECOME LIFE GIVING TO OTHERS THROUGH THE NAME OF JESUS CHRIST. TO BECOME AWARE OF A GOD GIVEN ABILITY AND TO USE THAT ABILITY Humbly AND VIGOROUSLY FOR REDEMPTIVE ENDS IS ONE OF THE GREATEST PRIVILEGES THAT GOD ENTRUSTS TO US AS HIS PEOPLE. IT IS WHY WILLIAM Carey, A GREAT MISSIONARY TO INDIA, SAID, EXPECT GREAT THINGS FROM GOD AND ATTEMPT GREAT THINGS FOR GOD. EXPECT GREAT GIFTS FROM GOD IN ORDER TO OFFER TO OTHERS THE GREATEST GIFT. An ENCOUNTER WITH JESUS CHRIST. WHAT THEN ARE YOUR SPIRITUAL GIFTS? THE FIRST TEST FOR DISCOVERY IS THE MOST IMPORTANT QUESTION YOU WILL EVER BE ASKED. HAVE YOU RECEIVED JESUS CHRIST AS YOUR SAVIOR AND LORD? DO YOU BELIEVE THAT JESUS DIED FOR YOUR SIN AND HE DEFEATED DEATH AND THE GRAVE? YOU SEE, SPIRITUAL GIFTING ONLY TAKES SHAPE THROUGH THE INDWELLING PRESENCE OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, WHO FALLS UPON THOSE WHO PLACE THEIR FAITH IN JESUS. THE SECOND TEST FOR DISCOVERY IS TO ASK, HAS GOD PRINCIPALLY MADE ME TO BE A SPEAKER OF WORDS OR A DOER OF DEEDS? Peter functionally divides the spiritual gifts into two categories. I don't know if you called it, speaking gifts and serving gifts. Who demonstrates life-altering speaking gifts more than Jesus? Who serves more sacrificially and more mercifully than Jesus? Obviously no one. BUT BY THE HOLY SPIRIT WHO DWELLS IN US WE CAN COLLECTIVELY AS CHRIST'S BODY BRING TO BEAR THE WORDS AND WAYS OF THE SAVIOR. SOME MEMBERS OF THE BODY WILL BE MORE APT TO ARTICULATION. and THEY LIKE TO HEAR THEMSELVES TALK. I DON'T KNOW WHO I'M SPEAKING ABOUT. (laughs) Um, OTHERS WILL BE MORE WIRED TO APPLICATION. BOTH ARE NEEDED. WE WILL EXAMINE SOME OF THE SPEAKING AND SERVING GIFTS IN THE WEEKS TO COME. MIND YOU, OUR STUDY WILL MERELY SCRATCH THE SURFACE. BUT HOPEFULLY, HOPEFULLY, IT WILL COMPEL YOU TO THINK MORE ON THE SUBJECT AND CONSIDER WHAT YOUR PLUS ONE MIGHT BE. THE THIRD TEST FOR DISCOVERY IS TO ASK, WHAT AM I PASSIONATE ABOUT? WHAT CAN I DO WELL? AND WHAT SKILLS HAVE OTHERS AFFIRMED IN ME? YOU MIGHT CONSIDER IT TO BE SOMETHING LIKE A THREE-STEP FLOW CHART. YOU START WITH AN INTEREST AND AN ABILITY WHICH OTHERS RECOGNIZE. YOU SET OUT TO MEET THE NEEDS OF OTHERS THROUGH THAT ABILITY. AND AS YOU SERVE, YOU SENSE GOD'S PLEASURE MORE AND MORE. IN CONNECTION WITH THIS THIRD TEST FOR DISCOVERY, I WOULD MAKE A FEW PRACTICAL POINTS FOR YOU TO CONSIDER. A. DO NOT TRY TO BE SOMEONE YOU ARE NOT. THIS SERMON SERIES WAS SPARKED BY A CONVERSATION THAT I HAD WITH A GOOD FRIEND, BETH FITZ, WHO IS FROM OUR FORMER CHURCH IN OXFORD. Beth told me that she knew of a church in Texas that had engaged in a study about the spiritual gifts, that the, the desire was to plug in more people through the congregation for the furtherance of Christ's work. And you know what? She said it worked. It proved fruitful. The 20% principle which suggests 20% of the congregation does 80% of the work begin to see a change. On top of that, Beth said she believed an exploration in the spiritual gifts encourage individuals to say no to where their interests and their abilities do not match, and yes to where they do. She mentioned another friend of ours who had agreed to teach children's Sunday school because, well, she felt pressed by the church to do so. Only she was miserable doing it, <laughs> and she was terrible at it. This individual soon stepped away from that responsibility and instead plugged in as a greeter for people who walked into the church. It's a role that suits her perfectly. She is one of the most bubbly cheerful, funny, welcoming individuals you will ever meet. Just imagine Beth told me. If all our people in churches were connecting in ways that drew upon their passions and their spiritual gifts, if people know what their spiritual gift is, then they will excel and rejoice when they use it. And get this, the church will flourish. It will thrive. BECAUSE GOD IS USING YOU TO BE THE HANDS AND FEET OF CHRIST IN THE WORLD AROUND YOU. WHAT WILL YOUR PLUS ONE BE? I HAD THIS CONVERSATION WITH BETH AS I WAS KIND OF COMING TO THE END OF OUR STUDY IN ACTS, THE MARKS, AND THE MISSION OF THE CHURCH. AND I IMMEDIATELY THOUGHT, THIS IS A TOPIC I NEED TO ADDRESS. B, DO NOT BE SOMEONE WHO AVOIDS THAT ANYONE CAN DO THESE TASKS. DR. DAN DORIANI CALLS THIS THE PRINCIPLE OF PARTICIPATION. HE SUGGESTS THAT NO ONE SHOULD USE A THEOLOGY OF GIFTS TO DODGE NORMAL TASKS SUCH AS SERVING IN THE NURSERY, CLAIMING, WELL, THAT'S JUST NOT MY GIFT. ANYONE CAN SERVE THERE. ANYONE CAN HOLD A BABY. Doriani suggests that we may be more wired as speakers, but it does not eliminate all responsibility when it comes to serving. And some people might be more wired to serving, but it does not eliminate all responsibility when it comes to speaking. A elderly, quiet, introverted gentleman can see a sad person and offer an encouraging word. You get the gist. Yes, some of us are more geared to speaking. Some of us are geared more to serving. And yet even the speakers need to serve and even the servers need to speak. C. Do not undervalue the someone who you are. Most people who are familiar with the Olympics have heard the name Michael Phelps. In 2008... Phelps was pursuing an unprecedented eighth gold medals. However, to win that eighth gold Phelps would have to win the 400 meter freestyle relay. Hmm. It's not just about him, is it? And the U.S. 400 meter freestyle teams had secured the silver in the last two Olympics and it was expected that that would prove TO BE THE CASE YET AGAIN, ESPECIALLY WHEN THE FAVORED FRENCH TEAM GAVE A 0.6 SECOND LEAD TO ALAN BERNARD, THE WORLD'S BEST FREESTYLE SWIMMER AT THE TIME, FOR THE FINAL LEG OF THAT RELAY. AND THE ANCHOR FOR THE U.S. TEAM WAS A RELAY SPECIALIST NAMED JASON Luzak. HE HAD NEVER ONCE meddled as an individual swimmer. Soon after Luzak entered the pool, Bernard's half-body lead had extended to a full-body lead, at which point Luzak told himself, you're at the Olympics swimming for your country, you can't give up. Sure enough, Luzak began making up ground as Bernard LOST STEAM. AND AS THE RACE ENDED IT LOOKED LIKE BOTH MEN HAD HIT THE WALL AT THE EXACT SAME TIME WHEN THE SCOREBOARD FLASHED LUZAK'S TRIUMPH. CATCH THIS. JASON LUZAK HAD JUST SWAM THE FASTEST 100 METERS OF ALL TIME. AND HE HELPED THE AMERICANS CRUSH THE WORLD RECORD BY FOUR FULL SECONDS. What's my point? A great many people know the name Michael Phelps, but few have heard the name Jason Luzak. So, too, the church has far more unknown relay specialists than it does independent stars. You may not be widely known, people may neither see nor talk about what you do, but you're on the relay team and your service matters. You're in the missionary era standing for your Savior. You can't give up. Keep serving with the gift God has given you. Worship plus one. D, do not lose sight of the someone you serve. PETER'S LITTLE PREPOSITIONAL PHRASE OF THROUGH JESUS CHRIST IS A STARK REMINDER OF THE ONLY WAY THAT OTHER PEOPLE WILL BE BROUGHT INTO NEWNESS OF LIFE. IT'S CERTAINLY NOT BECAUSE OF ME. IT'S NOT BECAUSE OF YOU. IT'S BECAUSE OF CHRIST. YOUR SPIRITUAL GIFT IS NOT ABOUT YOU. DON'T LET YOUR SUCCESS BECOME YOUR FAILURE. What I mean by that is do not get so caught up in the ministry that you're doing that you forget why you're doing it. Edmund Clowney says it well, only when our spiritual gift is performed not just in the name of Christ, but in the spirit of Christ does it bring praise to God. You do not serve because your ministry expands your quote-unquote brand. I WAS SO PUT OFF BY A WELL-KNOWN PASTOR WHO, um, AN AUTHOR, HE HAD SPOKEN AT A CHRISTIAN CONFERENCE THAT MY WIFE AND I attended SOME YEARS AGO. AND HE DELIVERED A SOUND MESSAGE. IT WAS, it was QUITE GOOD. AND THEN HE INVITED PEOPLE TO RESPOND TO CHRIST. He, HE PRAYED. AND THEN HE STARTED HOLDING UP BOOKS THAT HE HAD WRITTEN. AND SAYING, YOU CAN BUY THESE OUT IN THE foyer, and, um, AND STARTED NAMING OFF EACH ONE. AND I JUST THOUGHT, IS THAT THE PLACE THAT GOD WANTS FOR US TO BE DOING THAT? I MEAN, I'M ALL ABOUT GOOD CHRISTIAN LITERATURE. I, I Brooke WILL TELL YOU, I CHERISH MY COMMENTARY COLLECTION. BUT ARE WE ABOUT MAKING JESUS KNOWN, OR ABOUT MAKING OURSELVES KNOWN? You do not serve because it's your ministry pet project either. No matter what, do not let your claim to a spiritual gift be the cause for a spiritual rift. Yeah, I I rhymed that on purpose. (laughs) And while I realize that no one has ever felt Over encouraged or over appreciated. I don't think anybody's ever said, Boy, I just feel really over appreciated right now. Um, Well, that's true. You and I do not serve because we're looking for our participation in ministry to somehow earn the applause or acclaim of others. PROPER USE OF OUR SPIRITUAL GIFT DRAWS US CLOSER TO THE CHARACTER AND PLAN OF GOD WHO WHEN SIN SHATTERED THIS WORLD SENT HIS SON TO HEAL OUR BROKENNESS BY THE WAY THAT HE SPOKE AND THE WAY THAT HE SERVED AND GET THIS HE DID NOT COME FOR THE applause OF MEN HE CAME TO GLORIFY HIS FATHER AND THAT'S WHY WE SERVE. NOT SO THAT PEOPLE WILL SAY, GREAT JOB. AND AGAIN, I'M NOT SAYING WE SHOULDN'T ENCOURAGE PEOPLE AND WE SHOULDN'T BLESS PEOPLE WITH WORDS OF APPRECIATION. I'M NOT SAYING THAT. I'M JUST SAYING THAT THAT'S NOT WHY WE DO IT. THE PROPER USE OF OUR SPIRITUAL GIFTS or for the gospel, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have a diverse set of gifts to make Jesus known among a broken world, and then being set apart by and for the gospel, like our Lord, whose coming was all about glorifying the Father and reaching the lost, we can say, I've been sent for this. I was made for this. And how about these words of praise? Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful. WHATEVER YOUR SPIRITUAL GIFTS ARE, WORSHIP PLUS ONE. IS PLUS ONE REALLY ASKING TOO MUCH? WHEN YOU THINK ABOUT WHAT HE DID FOR YOU, IS PLUS ONE ASKING A LOT? to leave the pews of this church and say I'm going to use my gift to make Jesus known in some way. I close with the words of my friend Beth Fitz. If God gave us all spiritual gifts to build up the body, why not learn them and use them? for Christ. The church would then be a God-gifted, God-directed church. My prayer for Win Stanley Baptist Church is that we would be a God-gifted, God-directed church for the glory of Jesus Christ and nothing else. Pray with me. Lord, um, we are individuals who so often seek glory for ourselves. I am a proud man, and I need to be broken each day by the brokenness of this world and know that the answer ARE NOT MY WORDS, BUT THEY'RE YOURS, AND IT'S YOUR SON, AND LET'S MAKE HIM KNOWN. CHRIST, WE PRAY, IN YOUR NAME BE GLORIFIED. AMEN. BROTHERS AND SISTERS, THERE IS A REDEEMER. IT'S CHRIST, GOD'S OWN SON. Let's stand together, let's worship, let's sing. And if you have a decision to make today, the altar's open.